Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Okay, good morning. Here we are, 5 p.m. Californian time, 10 a.m. in Sydney, Australia. And welcome to Sisterhood. Fantastic to see you. Amen. I can see some of you girls joining on already. Amen. In the first few seconds. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I know I sound like this every single time I start, but you've just got to start somewhere, don't you girls? Amen. Hallelujah. Are you good? Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm excited. So again, this is our Aussie Sisterhood our Australian Hillsong Sisterhood that would normally meet on a Thursday morning. You know that, hallelujah. It's also for our global girls. I love that so many of them are joining in from different places around the world. It's also for our students, hallelujah. And uh, come August, we're gonna have a whole new intake of beautiful online students from around the world, which is kind of exciting. Hi, Catherine Ram and Sarah Karoya. Beautiful Hannah Hobbs. Amen. You were texting me. No, actually, Jess Hastings was texting me during the night. Um, and then also for friends. So you know what? It's beautiful to see you this morning, and I trust and pray that you're well. And like every week so far, this is week 19. Can you believe that? Week 19 of doing this. And like every week, you know what? I've got faith to believe that something good is going to happen in the next 45, 50 minutes. Amen. Are you up for that? I love it. Nice to see you. Zoe, I can see um, oh, the same girls are on. Hallelujah. Jane, Jane Hino, lovely. I love that. Taya, beautiful. Nat Pingle, Nicola Douglas, all the faithful girls. Amen. Fantastic. Shall we pray, girls? Shall we pray from the outset? Amen. It's like I would love to just to throw the microphone to someone else who could pray, but um, nevertheless, you just pray. Father, we just thank you yet again that your mercies are new every morning. And Lord, we just commit ourselves to you. And Father, I pray that you will come, Holy Spirit. You will hover over our conversation, that you'll bless Lawsy, Father God, and that um, together some wisdom and some gold is going to flow this morning in Jesus' name. And if you're not well, if you're under the weather in any way, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you're going to be strong and healthy and that you're going to feel recovery come upon you in Jesus' name within the next few moments. Amen. And, you know, just to let you know, girls, I'm not saying this to be super spiritual or for you to think how amazing is Bobby, because I'm not. But um, I always take a communion for you. Well, actually, not always, but often. I take a communion for you, and I did as I was waiting for this to start, because um, I really... I really love you guys and I want you to be healthy and strong and well. It's awesome to see Vera Togs. Um, we get to share grandchildren. It was great to see Lucille pass by just a few moments ago and Simone Ridley, Vicky Reese. Fantastic, because I love you so much. Amen. And you know, I sometimes I get beautiful comments, like a girl from New Zealand. Um, she says, this Thursday, every Thursday is just a lifeline for her. So I love that. And then um, I'm just chatting while some of you girls get on. Um, <clears throat> I walked into the building here, this apartment block that we're in, and the super, like the guy who runs it, says to me, oh, Bobby, by the way, my wife is watching your Thursday things on um, the podcast. So that's kind of nice. And so she was smiling because last week when I had all the 
noise happening on the window. She was smiling because, you know, that's her husband's building. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. I also understand that some of you girls um, are gathering in uh, connect groups for sisterhood now. So I don't know how that works. I'm going to have a chat with my sisterhood exec team tomorrow. But um, I really hope that you're figuring a way to maybe put this up onto the big screen, up onto your televisions or whatever so that um you're not all sitting there holding the phone i didn't quite know how that works but anyway all is good anyway i'm excited everyone say i'm excited type it in i am excited oh someone's asking hannah's going where's the lion i know <laughs> okay i thought i'd give you a change of scenery girls all right can you see it's my it's my piece dove painting over here i'm just on the other side of the table the lion's right there he's just there that's a piece dove Brian doesn't really get it. He didn't, he's like, what? And I mean, shut up. It's actually awesome. It's like, it's like a tattooed piece stuff. Of course, it works for me. Anyway, that aside, um, excited for today because I'm going to hook in. If you saw uh, Instagram, I'm going to hook in with uh, Laura, which will be awesome. Have, have, awesome. have a chat with my daughter. And uh, <clears throat> the feedback from last week with Helen Burns, astounding. It's astounding. So, um, beautiful Helen Burns it's like she's like liquid gold <laughs> and Helen if you're watching you, you say that sometimes you join with us um again we just love you and uh we got to send some flowers to her I don't know that we found peonies but we we sent us some flowers to say thank you for giving heart and soul last week and you know she said some great things and I'm, the reason I'm saying that is because sometimes you know you need to go back and listen to things and so if you were blessed you know, if Helen's words of wisdom bless you, why don't you go back into the history and have another look at it? Because the other night, I actually did that. I went in and I, I, I don't know, I was just like, what shall I do? And somehow I ended up listening to it again, last week's sisterhood. And honestly, there were things that I didn't even hear myself, like didn't fully register. And that's the nature of, uh, you know, <clears throat> listening again and again, amen. She said some great things. She said, pay attention to your heart. How good is that? Pay attention to your heart. Here's still my notes from last week. She said, um, do the work to check in. Check in on your own heart. Check in on other people. Um, she said, show me who I am. Lord, show me who I am. And that's so important in relationships because sometimes we're like, so focused on what the other person is doing. But really, we need to say, Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, search my heart, Father God. Show me who I am in this situation and how I can be better. I've told you this story many, many times. All right, this is for free. Years and years and years ago, <laughs> Brian Houston and I, very young married in Sydney, were going across town to counsel another couple who were having marriage issues. And we had the biggest argument in the car. Fair dinkum, like fair dinkum, so Aussie. Seriously had the worst argument, all right? And I remember sitting there, young, young married, okay, so don't judge me, okay? But seriously, thinking, what is wrong? Lord, seriously, seriously, Father, what is wrong with this man? And you know what I felt the Holy Spirit say? He said, hey, I haven't even, I haven't finished with him. In fact, I haven't even started with him. He's all of like 20 something. You know what? I want to change you. I want to change your heart. And so really, in essence, that's what Helen was saying. God, show me who I am in a situation. Amen. So you got that one for free, girls. Anyway, and then she said, forge the friendship whether that's a friendship and a relationship with your spouse, just in life. And I think that's a beautiful thing that we get to do at Sisterhood, hey, is forge the friendships because, because by the grace of God, <laughs> we are a sisterhood who are what? We are united in friendship and cause in Jesus' name. Amen.
Fantastic. Sarah Sperry, I can see you. How's it going down there in Victoria? Amen. COVID season is just proving a little bit relentless. So again, we've got to keep praying in that note. Did you enjoy Heart and Soul Girls? A little housekeeping before we start. Um, Heart and Soul on Tuesday night. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed it and it was relaxed and it was organic. And, um, you know, it was intentional like that. Brian shared some amazing praise stats. And I just want to, like, give you all a shout out if you're part of those amazing stats. I mean, the mere fact that there's been over 200,000 um, pastoral calls made to people within our own church in Australia, Bali, and etc. Just making sure that people are actually okay. You know, and that is no small thing. And I think that's why church is remaining strong and healthy, even though we're not gathered together. And great input from Brian, heart and soul. And um, you've got to admit, guys, the bungled, tangled microphone was pretty fun, right? <laughs> the team were just watching, going, what on earth do we do? Do we just like, do we like say, like, cut, cut, let's start again. But the truth is, we wanted Tuesday night to really feel exactly like it would be in the room. So anyway, I hope that was a blessing to you. Amen. Taya, she wasn't crying either. She has a foreign body in her eye and Brian was teasing her. But anyway, any highlights, girls? Any highlights? I'm going to be stopping talking like this in a few moments. Any highlights? Amen. We had a highlight in our family. Our little um, grandson, Zion, who's the same age as Jack, um, got water baptized. Um, they're over on the other coast and um, taking some holiday. And Joel said to me, listen to this, it's so beautiful. Joel said, he said, Mom, I wish you guys were all there, but nevertheless, so they'd had friends over. I, I don't quite know how it works, but I think it's amazing that this happened. These people all came over and then they had water baptisms for some reason, which I love. How New Testament church is that? And then Zion's just watching. He's only little. He's watching. They said, babe, no pressure to get water baptized. You know, when you're ready, when you understand. Anyway, a couple of hours later, apparently he piped up and he said, I really want to get water baptized. And so they just jumped in the ocean at um, sunset and uh, Esther and Joel just water baptized him, water baptized him. And Joel said, mum, if you could hear the conviction in his little voice when um, we were asking him if he understands the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So isn't that lovely? Go over to Esther's Instagram because she's posted that. And any other highlights, girls? You'd be proud of me. My kayaking skills are improving. I can't believe Brian posted a picture of me. I was so embarrassed by that. But anyway, improving. Hallelujah. I even went for a little kayak this morning and um, prayed for you girls. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. Ben's such a sweetheart. He came with me on Saturday. He brought Bailey. So he was in a double kayak. Is that okay to chat? We're just chatting for a few moments. So he was in a double and he had a little Bailey with him, his daughter, and I was in a single and I wanted to go an extra like distance, like stretch my ability. So I, he said, mom, I'll come with you. So he came and uh, you know, it's not a lot of distance for you girls, but for me, for an old girl, it was pretty good. Anyway, long story short, we came back against the wind. I never stopped once, girls, you were so proud of me. Anyway, we get to the home straight and Ben, says to me as we're paddling, he goes, you know, mum, I was really happy to come today. He said, I wanted to come. I wanted to do this. Um, I was happy to get Bailey out of the house and have a little daddy-daughter date with her. And then he says, but actually, mum, I came so that I could tow you home. <laughs> I could tow you home if you ran out of steam, but I didn't run out of steam. Hallelujah. So you've got to love the boys because that is Benny. He is like Ben the protector always. And I I just, I, I just wrote down here, you gotta love the sons. You gotta love the sons, but you know what? You've also gotta love the daughters, and I do love the daughters. And so in a moment, I'm gonna call up my beautiful Laura, 
But before I do, I wasn't going to read scripture to you. I was just going to push you, um, encourage you, compel you to go to Psalm 139, which many of you know, would know and love. But nevertheless, it's stunning. It's stunning in the, in the passion. But I'm going to read it to you. Amen. Is that all right? So listen up. Take a deep breath. Okay. If you're going through struggles in life, feeling a little overwhelmed, just listen to the word of God. So Psalm 139, it says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and my soul, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord, and you read my heart like an open book, and you know all the words I'm about to speak even before I start a sentence. You know every step I you know every step that I will take before my journey even begins. And here's the beautiful part. You've got to love it. It says, You've gone into my future to prepare the way. In kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart blessing to me. Isn't that lovely? You have gone into my future to prepare the way and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. And I, I love that. It reminds me of that time at Color where God spoke to me. I don't know if it was 2016 or something. But he said, you know what, Bobby, do you not know that I am in your February, your March, your April, your May, your June? Do you not know that I'm in your 2016, 2017, 18, 19, 20? And here's the deal, sweethearts. Amen. He continues to be in our future. He is a God who is past, present, and future waiting for us. And I want to encourage you with that. Amen. He waits for you in your future. And if you can't handle your future right now, if it's alarming you, do you know what? Speak grace into it. Remember that message? Grace, grace into the future in Jesus' name. All right. Everyone clap your hands. Hallelujah. I'm going to call out my Laura Bell in Jesus' name. Hey. All right. Here we go. Ooh. Um, I hope she's actually... Um. <laughs> okay, Laura, you might have to request, darling girl. Have you requested, sweetheart? Oh, hallelujah. Anyway, how do I request her? Go live with requests. <sighs> hmm. Laura, you need to request, my darling girl. There's lots of others of you on there. I could just jump in with some. Uh, she's there. Okay, hang on. Why can't I see her? Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Um, go live with. Oh, hang on. Be patient, girls. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> okay. Oh, there she is. Oops. Praise the Lord. Whoops. Oh, praise the Lord. Turn around. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Waiting for Laura. Okay. <laughs> Did that bless you? Is she coming? Waiting for Laura. Waiting for Laura. Oh my gosh. Okay, where is she? How hard can this be, Bobby Houston? Waiting for Laura. Oh. <laughs> Just talk amongst yourselves for a moment, girls. 
I don't know what to do. It says waiting for Laura. What do I do? Praise the Lord. Wait, where is she? Oh, Bella, I need you to come on. Okay, well, this would be a first and it would be, it's awesome that it's happening with my daughter. So cancel, I'll go back in. Okay, thank you, Jesus. <sighs> All right. Why won't it work, people? Hmm. All right, this is where you're all praying the Holy Spirit, ladies. There she is. At I bet you it's her. That was so stressful. I'm sorry, darling. <laughs> oh, I'm usually quite good at these things. But I don't know. Every time I would request you a people okay repeat that sweetheart <laughs> okay how are you I'm very well darling girl how are you I am so good so good I got the kids Thanks. off to school um they were happy Jack Jack and Willow had one fight this morning but that's fine all is well okay all right, so make sure that your sound, you're leaning into the sound, sweetheart, because it's going in a little bit and out. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm so bamboozled now, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you look beautiful. How's, where's Lola? She's sleeping. If she wakes up, I'll go and grab her. But she okay, is nap. Okay, perfect. All right, so here we go. We've got to like pay attention, baby girl, to the banter on top of each other because the sound cuts in and out. Amen. Help us, Jesus. Hallelujah. But here's the deal. I'm going to introduce you because honestly, babe, it's like everyone knows you, but nevertheless, there might be girls who, people who don't. So, you know, what do I say to every single person I ever have on this? I say, it's like a little, like a repetitive thing. I say, known by many, loved by all, which is absolutely true of you, sweetheart. You are my one and my only daughter, although I have two beautiful daughter-in-laws, Esther and Lucille, and you know that. You, um, you're definitely my favorite child. You know that, don't you? Yes. <laughs> know that. That's the private joke, everybody. It's like, hashtag my favorite. Don't tell the others. Um, you're married to Pete. How many years you guys been married? We've been married 12 years now. 12 years. 12 years. Can't believe it. Absolutely. I love that. Your mum to Willow May, um, Jack, Arthur, George, and uh, Lola Monday. Just remind the girls how old the babies are, the kids are. Willow is about to turn 10 next week. I can't believe it a whole decade of willow in our lives and jack is turning seven at the end of august so august is birthday month for the kids and then yeah lola will be one in november so she's already um she's already eight months old yeah i know i get sad because i'm missing her crawling and and what have you and then i was getting confused over how old jack and zion were like they're turning seven because they're the same age and it's true we do have a lot of birthdays in august we have four birthdays and I just want to like you know empathize with all the children and people having um covid birthdays but nevertheless it is what it is and we'll make it special 
and uh, we'll celebrate with those babies when, they, when we get home. Um, you and Peter are our youth pastors, Hillsong Youth Pastors, incredible. You, um, together you oversight Young and Free or you oversight Young and Free. Um, yeah. Secret Garden is a huge part of your life. Amen. What are you loving most about Secret Garden at the moment? Are you keeping it on the page? I mean, like I could definitely be doing doing more. Yeah. Um, but we did, oh, I think one fun thing that we did was with um, last week, I just did like a little like giveaway on, on my Instagram of some of the t-shirts, those tie-dye t-shirts that say force for good on it. And yeah, there were like over like 5,000 entries. Um, so oh. love, they love a giveaway, hey. <laughs> I should do some giveaways on this, shouldn't I? It's fun. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like I could be doing more with the Secret Garden. But what people need to remember is we are in a COVID season. And I actually think as a church, you know, all the different layers of church, like we're actually doing quite well. There's just some things that you actually just can't do quite easily. So, you know, no condemnation there, darling. You're, you're doing great. Um, I think you're a, I think you're a beautiful worship leader, and I know many would agree with that. You have a beautiful soul. Yeah, you do. I think you have wisdom beyond your years. You're only 33. I had you when I was 30. And I'm going to say this straight up to you, sweetheart, and I mean it. Like I have, you know, when I, when I chat to anyone, I mean it. Um, I love your gentleness. Yeah. I love your honesty. I love your transparency. Like I just said, I love um, the wisdom and the grace and maturity that is on your life as a young, a young woman. And um, I've said this many times, and the girls will know this, I never dreamt that when God gifted me with you that um, you would become such a sweet and lovely and actually loyal friend, not just a mother-daughter relationship, but actually a friendship. And so I value that in you, sweetheart. You're amazing. So you are well. I asked you before at the front end, are you well? Are you actually really well? I am. <laughs> just a little bit under the weather last last week but I just I stayed indoors I rested I spent basically the whole weekend just um yeah just doing the least amount that I needed like the minimal amount required of me and just uh made sure that I rested and um and now I'm feeling a lot better which is good um and yeah I think I'm I'm looking forward I'm keeping hopeful I'm staying calm um and <laughs> all those like choices that you make hey like in in the midst of a crazy time you choose you choose to implement the things you know to do to keep well and I think that's definitely me even in my thought life um you know like I think the benefit of getting a bit older and growing in maturity and having some life that you've lived behind you is that you learn about yourself and you grow in in your awareness of yourself and so if I feel like I'm going down a negative road in my thought life even if it's like a, a negative thought I you know chuck a yui and just make sure that I get on course and I know how to do that and so even like I shared earlier this week like even things like prioritizing sleep and eating well because the way that I, that I eat you know it definitely affects energy levels and um, you know, choosing to surround myself with positive people, like all those things you put in place um, just to, to be well. So big picture, I am well. <laughs> Good girl. I love that. I think that's, some, you know, the ability to learn to make choices. And it's something that we actually talk about a lot at Sisterhood. And it never grows old. 
because in every season of life we're making new choices all right so for sure it's been a busy season for you even though we've been in COVID um you and Pete have kept youth um pumping and happening which is no small thing to lead a youth movement and a youth group um across the land um and not be in the room with that pump vibe factor is is amazing so you've done you and the team have done so great um you know, often you know dad often gets you down to mc you and pete because you just have a lovely way and grace about you you're available you're there in sydney so you can actually do it um uh, again you lead young and free so it's been a busy season you've got a young family as we know so i, I ask this question of everyone what's your what's been your personal silver lining in this season darling yeah it's been it's it's interesting because it's been busy but not busy like I know it to be so it's a different kind of busy um and and I think I feel like my weeks kind of pick up towards the end of the week when we start filming church and filming youth online and so on which by the way has been so much fun youth online and this is not a plug at all but like if you want a good laugh tune into youth because it's hilarious um but but with that as well, I found myself like at home way more than I usually am. And obviously, like I have Lola, who, you know, is eight months old. And so um, I've been able to work and often work remotely from home and yet be home and present with her. And um, that's yeah. just really different than 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 what I prepared for myself for this year. I prepared to just do the big life with her um and and so it's been beautiful because we've embraced like this sense of of slow and being unhurried and and put like simple things like being able to put her down in her cot to sleep and um and not stressed out about like feeding her and like doing all the all those sorts of things has been definitely the the silver lining is just doing this really special time with yeah. her Absolutely. I heard dad saying that actually to someone. He's saying, listen, I'm not, you know, not happy, remotely rejoicing that this has been a tough season for so many with COVID. I mean, the harsh realities of that, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, for, for a lot of us, it's like being like a bit of a heaven sent breather. Like you just say, like, just the fact that we're traveling. I mean, I know we're here, but we're not traveling and we're not, the conferences are so awesome and we miss them and they're so great for for people who enjoy them, but they're actually a lot of work. So it's actually been this kind of like different kind of breath. I mean, yeah. Sundays like this before for us in ministry in our entire life, you know, because it's, you know, but anyway, that aside. Okay. So I wanted to ask, how's Jack coping with COVID because he was hilarious at the front end of the season? Yeah. He, like Jack is, like I said, my seven year old boy, our only boy. And he, He's just funny. Like if you know him, he's just very funny. He has this, he has this real like comedic intuition. And so when, when COVID, <laughs> when which of course he got from me. Uh, but anyway, uh, but he um, when yeah when COVID hit, we were teaching him about like you know the things like you know we've got to make sure that we wash our hands and that we keep distance and and the way that he interpreted that was that anything that was slightly dysfunctional at all must be coronavirus and so like you know if the tv glitched it was coronavirus if the wi-fi cut out it was coronavirus but even to the point like if i like woke up and perhaps was especially um like impatient or like it would be 
like, oh, mum's got the coronavirus. Um, and so he's just, he's just funny and he makes us laugh and he's able to like, I don't know, bring light into funny kind of situations, uh, like interesting situations. And so he's doing well. Um, yeah, he's just his own little guy. <laughs> I don't know how to describe him. But. I love him. I love him. Okay, I've got a question for you. A couple of, couple of bigger questions. And I've given you a little bit of a heads up, but not all together. So you know what, baby girl, as a young woman, um, alive, obviously we love to say this at such a time as this, a young woman, um, you know, alive in, again, this season. It's a bit of a strange question, but see if you can think about it and answer it. Like what kind of delights you and what concerns you in this season as a young woman? Because here I am. I've had lots of conversations with older girls on this, but you're a young woman. So what maybe delights you, if that's the right word, and what concerns you about this season and this time in history? Yeah, I think, like, um, we touched on that a little bit before, but, like, you know, I, I've, I have witnessed in the last few years and even experienced myself just so many people dealing with, you know, stress and anxiety and, you know, really dealing with things, like, with their mental health and so on. And I think that what delights me... Mm. Season is that people a lot of people that I know are just like implementing things in their life uh, to do with their well-being like and I think and just valuing thing like things like you know getting outside and and appreciating stillness and and nature and like it's like all of a sudden we like we see that there's birds chirping that are outside but all that stuff is like is really valued and I think that that delights me um mm -hmm to see that there, yeah, there's a celebration of those things that are, that are really healthy. Um, and then I think what delights me as well is that just to see young people who are passionate, you know, like they could be passionate about a lot of things, but being really passionate about, you know, injustices and seeing justice. And uh, with that comes a lot of passion. Um, and so um, for me, you know, like, obviously being a youth pastor and being able to lead young and free, I just feel this sense of responsibility, um, you know, in that. Um, and, you know, Pete and I keep saying like, we've been youth pastors now for over a decade. And, um, mm. and, you know, we've always told young people like stand up for what you believe in, like lift your voice, like, like that's what we've preached, you know? And so to see young people, do that to see them understand that they can change the world is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. I think what concerns me is just um, is keeping the main thing, the main thing, keeping yeah. Jesus center of it all, um, you know, fighting for unity, staying unified, knowing that there's blessing in unity um, and just remembering the, the grace and the kindness and the love and the mercy of Jesus. Um, in, in all of this. And so, um, so I think, you know, sometimes I feel like whew, <laughs> we've got our work cut out for us. Um, and, and yet it's really exciting. I think exciting. Do you think that, um, can you hear me? Do you think that, um, that's beautiful by the way, do you think that young people are still dreaming? You know, uh, cause you know, there's, there's young people that we know, obviously we're in a God context. Totally, we're in a kingdom context for the most part, you know. But you see this, the, 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 the church or the, the body of Christ and you see the world. Do you think young people out here in the world are still dreaming? Or do you think there's a sadness upon them where they're like, you know, well, kind of to hell with it, you know? 
the world's going up in smoke. What do you yeah. think? What do I you think? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, I think that young people have a, a confidence about them that um, is, is, is really amazing. Like, I, I believe that they, they truly believe that they can change the world. So in that sense, I believe that they are, are, still, are still dreaming. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's just interesting because, you know, you get around young, I, you know, you get around young people, even like some of the young people over here and that, and um, they think, they think different. And I think, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. We've always said a generation serving God is the entire generation, young, old together. We're all drawing breath together. We're all serving God together. Amen. That's our responsibility. But it is really good to have young voices in your heart and young thinking and to be surrounded by that and so again that's something i actually love about sisterhood i love about a church because you get that breadth of that but you know they they are thinking different and it's actually okay that they do and you've yeah. got to leave you know it's so easy to make a judgment on as an as an older person perhaps on younger thought patterns but we actually can't because we were young once and we had dreams and we had aspirations and I mean, I just wonder that because I remember when I was getting saved, I'm just going random here now, or I could go nowhere. But anyway, I know when I was getting saved at 15 and really my life had been quite shouted. I came from New Zealand, etc. But, you know, I still felt this sense of dissatisfaction within, the sense of hopelessness within, even though my entire life was before me. And then I would look at sort of the complexities of the, you know, 70s, the early 70s and the unrest and the cultural revolutions that were happening in the 70s, even when I was a child. But, you know, what? without Christ, without that perspective, it overwhelmed me. It made me sad. It made me even think, I even thought, I even had suicidal thoughts in those months coming in to Christ. And so, again, I think, you know, sisterhood, if you're sitting here listening in, these are things for us to be praying about, praying for our young people, praying for this future generation. You know, Laura, you're, um, you're what we call a PK, a pastor's kid. <laughs> I know. Don't even use that term anymore. And... um. Sweetheart, I, I, I would hope that that for you in your life um, represented more blessing than curse. But, um, but what would you say to young people who kind of find themselves in that position, their pastor's kids? So, for example, we have a huge, um, you know, within Hillsong Church, we have so many ministry couples, so many locations, so many ministry couples. And I sometimes look back at, look at them and think they're still in their 20s, but they're actually not. They're in their 40s now, some of them. And their kids are growing into teenage years, so they've got PK kids. Like, what advice would you give to the, to the kids or to even to parents along, along those lines? It's, it's, it's funny that PKs get their own, like, term, like, PKs, because you don't hear, like, LKs, like, lawyers' kids or, like, DKs, like, doctors' kids, but pastors' kids, like, yeah, it, it's, it's always been a little bit perplexing for me. But, um, but yes, I, I loved my childhood, Mum. I have so much to be grateful for, and I definitely can't, can't complain I think um everything's relative and so obviously um growing up as a pastor's kid there um there were challenges um and so you know I was even because you know you sent through like a little indication of what we would talk about and I was thinking about my experience growing up as a teenager and you know even like things like um you know 
for us, obviously, there's a, a level of like profile in, in Australia. Um, and when things were really, really bad and we were getting like a lot of um, negative, negative press in the media and so on. And I was thinking about like how, you know, if a, if a, if a, um, article was written in, in one of the major papers or if like there was you know a piece on primetime television like I would have to go to school like yeah. that and and yet I kind of in hindsight I think back to that time and I just feel like God like so covered me like he so graced me for it um, because I just I don't feel like I was phased as a young person even one time I remember walking into school and um and i and i did go to a great school but there were there were you know just the normal things um but i remember going to school one day and down the hallways there were all these posters that ha uh, posters that had been like posted on the hallway saying hillsong where does your money go and <laughs> which is like in, in hindsight again like that's like an, a traumatic experience for someone like me like the, the pastor's daughter you know going to school as a young girl um forming my own identity and sense of value and worth and 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 kind of having to deal with things like that and yet like I just think wow I wasn't I was quite a tough little cookie like I wasn't I wasn't phased by that and so and so I would just say like, um, like invite the grace of God, like invite, invite God to grace you um, for who you are and where you're positioned. And, um, and I would say um, for, young, for young people, for pastors, kids or church kids, like spend time um, forming your own identity your own personal identity um, outside of who your parents are. And so like, find out what you're passionate about, like learn what you're good at, what skills that you can acquire. Um, you know, yeah, what is it that you, what is your special set of gifts and talents? And then pursue that and work on that. And if you spend time um, carving your own path, like sooner or later, you will be respected in your own right, not just as, you yeah. know, Laura Toggs, Brian and Bobby's daughter, but like Laura Toggs, like pioneering a youth movement or, um, you know, wife and mother of three and like, you know, does this and does that. Like it's it's not just, oh, that's so-and-so's so -and -so's daughter. And I think it's important as well for others just to be aware of that, like allow people to have a sense, or young people to have a sense of being an individual in their own right. Um, and then I would say, um, like, don't buy into the whole, like, I don't measure up, um, thinking, you know, I think that, um, again, you know, there's expectations that may be placed upon you either externally or internally. Often it's the ex expectations that we're, we're putting on ourselves and there's a sense of, uh, responsibility, a burden of responsibility to feel like you need to have it all together or um, yeah, you've got to, you've got to measure up to those, to those expectations. But I would just say, don't buy into that. I think there's way less people who are expecting um, perfection from you than you think. Like no one's expecting you to be perfect and you are allowed to, to be on your journey and um, discovering Jesus for yourself, um, discovering who you are. And even in your journey of discovering who you are, allow yourself grace, like allow yourself grace in, 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 in 
think out like what it is that you have going for yourself. Um, you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to know that you're going to follow in your parents' foot footsteps. Um, that's something that you that we work out in time, and 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 you can do other things. But one thing that I really appreciate about you and you and Dad at one point, I think I remember. Um, like I was, I was considering going to graphic design school after I completed our, my high school certificate, and um, and I just remember that you and Dad were so encouraging of that, and you even like bought me a laptop and uh, the Photoshop, the uh, you know Adobe Photoshop suite for my laptop and stuff, and just so encouraging of that, and um, and I ended up working at church, but 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 you didn't force me into that, like it was you allowed me to 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 find you know what it was that i that i uh wanted to do and encourage that and um yeah i mean i could say so many things yeah i think um you've got great wisdom there laura so you know i mean i remember that time when you wanted to um you also wanted to like be a presenter on mtv was that right <laughs> i did we were driving to school i was driving into school and i said so sweetheart, like, what do you want to do? Like, you're you're getting towards the end of school, and you're like, oh, I really like to be like a presenter on MTV. And I was like driving, thinking, oh, okay. Like, do you have a plan B? But the funny thing is, I feel like, I feel like actually, God's given that to you in a different way, in this in the same way that you know, Joel Joel had this desire to you know for music and what have you. And I mean, they won that competition way back in the day, and they got offered a, a music label deal or whatever you call that and they they actually declined it because they felt the call of god and then you look to see the fulfillment of, of god's plan and god's dream their dream upon their lives so it was pretty incredible you know back in that day you're now 30 you're talking back with retrospect but um and i always wanted you i wanted my three kids i wanted you to write a book about being pk kids because you'd experienced so much hallelujah we never quite got there Maybe you should still write some pieces on it, Laura, because you've got a grace and a wisdom, wisdom about that. But, like, did it help at the time when you were younger for others to to hear other PK kids talking about that or did it add uh, and feed the anxiety or the expectation or the, the pressures? Because, yeah. you know, like, kids are young. They sometimes don't want to be told. They don't want to be spoken to. It's like, there's probably parents listening to you today, your wisdom, and they're thinking, oh, my gosh, my teenager needs to hear this. But you can't force kids to do that. Like, No. Um, yeah. I, one thing I really appreciated was that there was always this sense of, like, camaraderie. Like, it's like you're finding this, this community and this friendship um, that has that sense of understanding, um, just understanding, you know, like, the, the life that, that, that we're living. Um, and so, yeah, I would, I would say that it's a good thing. But, but in saying that, you know, um, I think that I was really fortunate to be in a really healthy environment and family that allowed um, the, like, grace for my journey. Um, and I know that a lot of people, a lot of other pastors, kids perhaps, and didn't quite have the same experience and they end up running from God. Like they, they end up like, you know, it's it's sad but it's um it's it's the reality i think for me, for many um and even like i think we have to be we have to be really careful even with the rhetoric like uh, like I, I remember hearing 
as a young person, really good meaning people who would come and speak in our church and they would be honoring uh, you and you and dad. And they would say things like, you know, you know, the mark of a great leader is that all three of their children are serving God. And I just, I like thinking, well, like firstly, is that's putting the responsibility on me to make you a great leader. Like I have to serve God and, and like, and plus, like think about all, all the amazing parents who have done everything right, who, whose, whose kids aren't serving, serving God. So I think we have to be really like yeah. careful types of yeah. things that that like put these subtle pressures on on young people um and yeah, yeah I think at the end of the day like I what I'm thankful for is that like I actually felt just really normal like I felt like every other kid um and I think that's that's important um is that we create like just a sense of normalcy and that we're not yeah. any than anybody else you know because I of are. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think dad, I think your father, my husband, your dad, um, was especially empathetic to that because he was a PK kid from another generation yeah. that was a little bit less mm, broad and diverse and, and um, generous in thinking, you know, and yeah. the, the generations. All right, darling girl, I'm, I'm going to skip down here a little bit. I think that you are always willing. You're amazing. What inspires you to say yes? Um, say yes all the time. Well, I think like for me, I, I feel like I'm the type of person that if I see a gap, I want to fill it. And like to the point where if I don't feel needed, like I kind of am like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like I just, I want to be able to fulfill the need and anything that I've been able to start or, um, you know, even, even with young and free, like, like that was nine, almost nine years ago when it was something within my heart. But at the time it, it's because I saw a gap, like I saw that there was a need there. And so for me, when I felt that prompting, it was easy to say yes, because I felt like I felt compelled. I felt compelled by by the need same thing with the secret garden like um you know for me i i i i've told this story but like um pete and i were celebrating our seven year anniversary we um we don't really celebrate our anniversaries like by doing special things but on this particular year we went to bali just for for a holiday for a few days and i um got on the plane and i read your sisterhood book from from like oh, start to finish in one sitting I read the whole thing and it was like that it was then that I felt like God said you know you've got so much that is within your hand you've got this younger generation that it that like that you have an influence with and you can be doing your part to tell this story and the sisterhood story for for a younger generation of girls who need it not necessarily inside of our church but you know outside the four walls of our church who aren't a part of this global sisterhood of women who are both old and young, who are encouraging one another and spurring each other on, who are cultivating that wisdom and so on. Um, and I just, I would look around, I would look online and there was so much that was like, um, that was putting so much value on what is external, you know, like, 
what skin regime and what hair treatment and what's the latest like workout routine and what's the diet and all those things that I'm all about, by the way, I love all of those things. But there was at the time, anyway, I didn't feel like there was anything that was going well at the end of the day, when you lay your head, like, like on your pillow, like, are you happy? Like, are you whole? Are you healed? Like, do you know who you are? Like, do you, you know, like all of those things, there was, there was no, I didn't like now I see it all the time and it's, it, and it's amazing. But at the time I just felt like there was a gap. And so it was easy for me just to, to sense that prompt, prompting and respond with a yes, because I saw the need. And, um, and so that's as simple as it is for me. Yeah. Um, what were the hard, was there a hardest, was there one hardest thing that you've ever had to say yes to? What's one of the hardest things that you've said yes to? Does that make sense as a question? Probably think, not. Yeah, I think like for me, like if I'm being very honest, um, like just continuing with Young and Free, like at this point is like a hard yes. Just because like, well, not not leading our youth and, um, but like I think especially with like the band and so on, just like, uh, just like that journey for me, like I think there's been times where I've just wanted to like, give up to be honest and um and so for me like to stay um is yeah. something like a real like dying to myself and, and saying okay yes lord <laughs> but that's because it carries such a responsibility and I actually understand that Laura and I think any leader who's watching in would not be shocked by that they'd be like yeah I actually truly empathize with that I mean I feel the same with color and I've said this to the girls it's mm -hmm. like I be the old girl in the saddle when someone else should be doing it yet I know the weight of responsibility of what it is if it was just one conference in Sydney it might be different but it's not it's compounded around the world and so it's a continual yes for me it's a joyful yes it's not a difficult yes I mean it's not you know it's a joyful yes when you when you say yes but it's Still the weight of responsibility, just keeping turning up turning up turning up and even in the season we're like oh my gosh but, you know, it's the convictions of our heart that pull us on. You're amazing, sweetheart. Um, we're going to run out of time here. <laughs> okay, so you did, I posted the, a, uh, a snap of, um, a little clip of it last night. But you did this um, this powerful and amusing interview at Colour with the, the men, Laura and the lads. Um, there was um, Dad, Joel, um, Peter and Ben Fielding, right? It was just the four of them. It was hilarious. And, um, you know, I mean, it wasn't actually a small thing. I actually gave you the night rally for that, which was unexpected. You don't expect a panel and a conversation. And then, you know, Joel led that and Ben led that incredible worship set. But um, what was the mental process when you went into that? <laughs> can, you, can you just start? And what was the like, best memory or just the best memory from it? Um, okay, the best memory was definitely just having my moment to, to unearth yeah. the deep pain the deep-rooted pain uh from being the youngest an only girl uh with two older brothers who were just mean to me growing up um they were actually really good <laughs> they were really good brothers but um but yeah that was <laughs> a lot of fun I think my mental process though was like was like I wanted to show how these different guys related to various women in their world. So for Joel, it was it was he is a husband who is like I know Joel, like I know that he is like dominating and he's strong and he's a, he's a lead. He's often he's also very soft and sensitive and you know, but but 
you know, he, he dominates. He dominates the rooms that he, he walks into. Um, and, and yet, like, Esther is, like, headstrong, independent woman, you know, like, you know, she's, you know, Esther. And so I was, like, I wanted to kind of, like, you know, from him I wanted to hear, like, as a husband, you know, um, and then with, with Pete, you know, I know that, you know, I, Vera was on earlier, but she is such a strong woman of God, like a mother, like an incredible mother, a praying mother. And I know that about her. And so for, for Pete, I wanted to hear his perspective as a son with a praying mum. And then uh, with Ben, you know, he's got Two little, two little boys who I know that he's teaching to respect, respect women, even at their young age, he's teaching them how to be little gentlemen and, and have chivalry and all those sorts of things. And so I wanted to hear his perspective as a dad um, of two boys and a little girl. And then, and then with, with my dad, with your husband, um, it was um, for him like he's 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 a leader and um, he's a boss and for me like I've always um, I've always been in an in an environment where I have seen women placed in key leadership positions that's been my normal and yeah I know that's not the norm um, and so I wanted to hear his perspective in terms of being um, being a man in a leadership position and empowering women um in in leadership also so yeah that was my mental process and it was it was fun it was one of the best sessions ever and i mean I'm, maybe i'm just loving it because it was my family up there being highly dysfunctional Probably. but um, it was very very good and I, I on that thing i posted last night so many girls were going that was just the funnest moment the funnest moment ever hilarious okay laura i'm going to give you some fast questions or i uh, know what would i do we need to do a part two of this. We've only got like eight minutes. We need to pray for the girls. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you a bigger one. Like I, I could ask you what all your favorite things are to do. What's your favorite? Um, you've got a new favorite pastime and hobby, haven't you, during COVID? Uh, do you mean painting? You've been painting. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Like when I came into 2020, I was there was something within me that was that just felt like I wanted to do more things because I think in my position, even, even in, in church on staff and stuff, I can often feel like I'm in this leadership position that's giving a lot of direction and a lot of vision and, and yet like not having that sense of like, I'm like doing something tangibly. And so, um, so something within me was like, maybe I could paint, not like in terms of I'm not going to be a painter, like, I'm no Picasso and I'm not trying to, um, trying to be, or I'm not like, yeah, anyway, it was just like something within me. Anyway, COVID presented me with an opportunity to give it a go. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's fun. I, I like what, your, Laura. that it gets me off. It puts something in my hand and it gets me off my phone. Like, and so, yeah, that's what I like about it. It's just something to do with my hands. All right, we've got like five minutes. I'm going to, I'm going to, I was talking to Fuzzy, beautiful Fuzzy, who's been playing such a part with um, some of the things that we've been doing as a church. And she has a question for you, Laura. It's kind of a bit bigger, but see if you can answer it in a couple of um, seconds. Sorry. But um, she said, can we ask Laura? She said, she's married to a man of color. You're raising biracial children. 
Um, has this season affected you? And how are you choosing to learn and grow yourself in the middle of this? It's a big question. Um, so I am choosing to learn and grow. And I feel like in choosing to learn, I'm choosing to unlearn a lot of things that um, I'm only really like kind of coming into um, awareness of in, in myself. And I think um, it's just understanding like your place in this narrative. Um, and so for me, like I know what's within my hands. Like, and so for me, I feel that sense of responsibility to be a part of this, this conversation. Um, I didn't realize that this was underneath my own roof. And, um, and very quickly early on, um, you know, when, um, this really blew up, you know, when, um, you know, George Floyd and Ahmad Arbery and Breonna Taylor were, were, were killed and it really like just heightened this whole thing. Um, we had the conversation with our kids and explained what racism is and, um, and straight away, Jack told me this story of something that had taken place at school where a kid had like likened his his skin color to poo um and it was a joke and everybody laughed and and so for me it was like very like confronting to realize that this um this is this is happening to my family and even for Pete like having to like I I asked him a question like you know did you deal with racism and he told me stories from when he was a child you know we live in the hills district here in sydney australia and pete and i have both grown up here and and back in the day like they they were the only like there were not many pacific islander families or it wasn't as multicultural as it is as it is now and so his family would be walking down the street and people would like um literally like wind down the window and call out racial slurs and and real like just straight racism and uh -huh. so so um so yeah so it's been like it's been a, a journey of just really like um listening and actually putting ourselves in this in in this story and um and learning and you know for me um we have a few people who are within our youth team and stuff who have just been so affected by this and that it's so passionate and so at the core of who they are and so for me just leaning into them and um hearing their stories and um and asking them you know what should i be reading like what should i be what should i be looking at today what can i learn about today um has been a very um humbling but like um but i think really productive uh thing for me yeah yeah same. I just think, you know, it, you know, for the, for those listening in as a church, you know, we are giving attention to this and we are, you know, it might appear slow. It's not actually slow. We're actually giving due diligence to put everything in place at a, like an Australian level and a global level to make sure that we're on the right page, you know, and going forward. But I, I do, I think there's a lot of, um, if I can say there's a lot of, been a lot of naivety or just not understanding or just, um, just ignorance, like in the, in the purest sense, just didn't know, like people just weren't aware. And I think that's the greatest story that is happening, you know, and we can't do anything for those who are intentionally horrible and are never going to change, but mm. we can, we can change what we know to change. And, you know, I mean, I can say that I, I grew up 
you know, with an Islander father, I grew up, you know, I mean, this is our family. Our family is actually very, very multicultural, racial, you know, so um, it's, it's amazing. Laura, you've been awesome. I can't believe our time disappeared. It took us a while to actually find each other. <laughs> I'm very, like, savvy with this stuff, but anyway. It's all right. <laughs> it real it's like real time people but um i've appreciated talking to you darling and i know there's gems of gold in there especially for young people and so we've got like a minute would you just like to pray for the girls maybe maybe pray actually for like teenagers as well just you know kids who are because who knows what we can do with this later okay you just pray for the girls okay um Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this time that we have been able to spend um, at Sisterhood every Thursday. I'm so thankful that we can we can do this. And um, and I just pray for young people. I pray for teenagers right now, Lord. I pray that they would um, that they would just have this um, hunger and thirst to seek after you, Lord, to know you um, and and know your personal presence, Lord. And I just pray that they would um, in all of their passion. Um, that their passion uh, would be so for you, Lord Jesus. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm thankful for them and I pray that you would, um, yeah, bless them indeed in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you, sweetheart. That went so fast. I'm seeing lots of people saying here on comments, yes, do a part two, do a part two and, and massage some things out there. But um, thanks for chatting. Thanks for your honesty and, you know, yay that Lola slept, praise the Lord. You know oh. what? Um, is she asleep? <laughs> I suddenly was like, well, I hope she's still asleep. We would have heard her. But you know no. what? Good girls looking in. Love you. And you know, I think we should get Laura to, like, when she can, to scribe some things about some of the things that we've talked about today because that would be fantastic. You guys are going to have a great day. If you're getting on your crew meetings or your Zoom meetings or whatever you're doing, um, give each other some kindness. And um, we love you. And we'll see you next week. And I think I've got someone might do part two with Laura or I've got someone else up my sleeve that I would love to have a conversation with. And that's a fabulous young woman um, in New York City by the name of Tulu Batters. And so we'll see how we go with that. All right. All right. Love you. Go have fun. Go have coffee, lunch. Love you. Talk to you soon, sweetheart. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.